common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. We've got Congresswoman Kat Kamek from the oh, great... She's one feisty lady. Oh, she sure is. I love her from the great state of Florida. And Congresswoman, great to have you back on the show. You heard my thoughts. Where, where do you think, first off, I want to ask you a lot about border, uh, but where do you think that all this is heading with Hunter Biden after the plea deal fell apart? Oh, well, uh, hopefully impeachment for his father. And we throw the book at him. The guy has a rap sheet that goes back to the year that I was born, for Pete's sakes. He got his first drug charge in 1988 and got a sweetheart deal. And they tried everything they could to make sure that the truth about him didn't come out. I'm so glad that all these pieces are starting to fall in place and the American people and the justice system are going to see exactly who he is and what he's all about. Let's throw the book at him because what we've seen is a two-tier justice system. That's got to stop. Let's make an example of him. Yeah. How, what do you think, uh, Devin Archer? I think this is going to be pivotal. I mean, the fact that the judge dropped the plea deal and basically I think pulled the, you know, pulled the curtains and said, Hey, wait a minute. You guys seem to be working together. You justice department and Hunter Biden's team. This doesn't seem right. Uh, I, I mean, that to me was a, that was an extraordinary moment. Congresswoman Kamek. Absolutely. Think about the fact that the judge had to call back the number of the office that had called in pretending to be part of Chairman Jason Smith's team to withdraw the amicus brief that provided additional evidence of the wrongdoing and the the obstruction into the investigation into Hunter Biden, because that was relevant to his sentencing. And when you find out that Hunter Biden's lawyers called in pretending to be part of the committee to withdraw the amicus brief tells everyone, not just the judge, not just not just people in, in inner circles in Washington, but the entire nation that they have a lot to hide and that they they are doing everything in their power to make sure that it doesn't come to light because they wouldn't be doing stupid stunts like that if they didn't have something to hide in that amicus brief. So Hi. I think this is going to be pretty powerful coming out here in the next few weeks. Congressman, it's Judge Richard Weinberg. I, I agree with you. And let me make a, a couple of points. Number one, this was never about just a legal resolution of an investigation. Okay? And number two, it was a political deal from the very beginning. The whole 100%. point, the whole point of this was to shut down the investigation, to shut down the prosecution, to move it away from public scrutiny and to have Hunter saying, well, I'm just a drug addict. That's my problem. That's what this is about. That's not what this is about. This is about influence peddling scheme that goes internationally, involves a whole influence peddling by various members of the Biden family. I still want to know what the grandchildren did to get uh, millions of dollars. I want to know what the uncles did. People are entitled to know this. And there are real questions whether it impacted on presidential decision-making by this administration. And people are entitled to know that. Absolutely. And the reason why they don't want us to dig deeper is because the more that we uncover, the deeper and stronger the ties are to Joe Biden, which strengthens the case for impeachment because he is compromised. So and, uh, I think you're 100 percent right. And Congresswoman Kat Kamek, uh, Governor David Patterson, the former governor here, has a question. Uh, Congresswoman and, and Your Honor, I'd, I'd like both of you maybe to weigh in on this. Why did they set up the 
the whole plea deal so that the supervisor basically of whether or not a Hunter Biden was keeping his end was the judge. How could you do that? I mean, it's not even it's it's I can't even say what it is. Because, it's called a con. That's what it's called. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I, I mean, it's, it's not it's, allowed. You know, no. I mean, like, right, Congresswoman? No, I mean, honestly, say the quiet part out loud. It's a total con job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, they walked in there thinking and then suddenly the judge asked some basic questions like, wait a minute. And then Hunter Biden's team's like, oh, I now, thought, let's I thought straight, I got Scott free. The night before, let the American people know what happened with the judge. So, and this is crazy. I was actually at dinner with Chairman Jason Smith and a couple of different senators when this all happened. Chairman Smith got a call saying from his team saying someone called in pretending to be part of our team to withdraw the amicus brief from the 15 different whistleblowers that had come forward who had been part of the IRS investigation and they had submitted it for evidence. And Jason says, oh, my gosh, that, that's not true. That didn't happen. Call the judge back. So the judge gets they get in touch with the judge and, and say, we didn't withdraw it. And she says, well, then let's find out who did. Puts her team on it. They track the phone number that this person called from back to Hunter Biden's lawyers. Oh, my someone God. From, that's real yes. amateurish. To, if you're going to call <laughs> someone, call from a number. Jesus, again. Call from a black <laughs> Get phone. Get the burner yeah. phone. The, yeah. the, the burner phone. <laughs> you can't use a payphone like the old days. The Beach killer knew to, how to do that. <laughs> you know, by the exactly. way. Not, not exactly the brightest bulbs that we're dealing with here, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. You know, Congresswoman, you just said something really interesting. You just said 15 whistleblowers. We're in the amicus yeah. uh, brief. Um, we know about mm-hmm. the two whistleblowers. Who are the other 13? So that is something that is not under my purview and I can't weigh in on. But I will tell you, the amicus brief has all the evidence that really points to what is necessary to understand how far and wide this case is about to be broken. Because there are so many investigators who were told, look the other way, no, you can't have access to this, no, you can't, nope, you can't talk to this person. It's more than just two. Are they IRS or where, you know, are they other IRS agents or who are they? Yeah, this came from the IRS. Um, But it's very telling because even the judge, and we we saw this in the sentencing as the, the, the plea deal fell apart, the judge asked multiple times, are there any other active investigations going on? And after them kind of beating around the bush, they finally said, yes. How can you get a sweetheart plea deal, period? When there's active investigations under investigation. going on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Wow. And by the way, the other interesting part about a congresswoman is they were giving blanket immunity. Blanket immunity. Yeah. So it wasn't just particular crimes for a particular period, but blanket immunity. That was the attempt to shut down all the influence peddling allegations, the failure to register as a foreign agent, and all the other scams that were going on. And not just protect Hunter, because that would connect the dots to his father, too. Exactly. Um, Vito Fisella, exactly. you've got a question. Staten Island Borough President. Yeah, Congresswoman, thanks. Uh, are the political sands shifting in Washington at all, or are the battle lines still uh, Republican and Democrat? Is, or do, you see, do you sense any movement? Well, and, and John has heard me say this before. Uh, in Washington, it's never been Republican versus Democrat. It's always been the party of big government versus little government. And you have a lot of people who are really ingrained in the institution, we'll say. And you have a bunch of new people who have come in and said, this place is rotten to the core. This stinks. 
And that's where you have kind of the battle lines being drawn of the people who are very vocal. I think us coming out and talking about this, uh, it, it encourages others who have maybe been a little bit more timid or reserved to speak out. Uh, they don't want to rock the boat, so so to speak. But how can you ignore what's going on? You have a two-tiered justice system. You have the weaponization of the federal government through the IRS, the DOJ, the FBI. Heck, even the USDA, the Department of Agriculture, is using its powers against Americans. It's crazy. And, you know, we start speaking out about this. It can't be ignored. And so you have a lot of vocal people uncovering this. And it's giving people who have been, like I said, a little bit more reserved, uh, a bit of courage, I'll say, to speak out. Yeah, but it's always yeah. been big government versus little government. And I think that's where the, the, the lines are being drawn. And uh, real quick, uh, before we let you go, uh, Congresswoman, I know we wanted to ask you about the border real quick. Speaking of stinks, yeah. uh, Mayorkas yesterday, boy, did he stink. Um, and there's now calls for him to be impeached by a number of people in your party. Uh, your thoughts yeah. about that real quick. I've been wanting to impeach Mayorkas. Uh, going back two years when he lied to my face in the Homeland Security Committee. And not only did we have a hearing on UFOs and have my orcas in yesterday in Homeland Security and, or I'm sorry, Judiciary, but in Energy and Commerce, Secretary Becerra, Health and Human Services, he came before my committee and told us that they cannot account for the 85,000 migrant children that they have lost. 360,000 unaccompanied children, and they've lost 85,000 of them. Horrible. Wow. Figure out where they are. Uh, wow. Horrible. Now, you're still in the UFO committee? No, I'm not. I'm not handling UFOs. I, there's enough weird people in Washington. I don't need to discover aliens on top of it. <laughs> we agree. Congresswoman, you got to come back on. We love you. Th- thank you very much, and we'll c- catch up again real soon. All right. Have a good one. For America's climate goals, investing in clean energy adds up. But what doesn't add up is an additionality requirement for clean hydrogen. Additionality would put an unnecessary and inequitable burden on domestic clean hydrogen producers and have serious consequences for America. America needs clean hydrogen, but an additionality requirement just doesn't add up. Get the facts at cleanhydrogentoday.org. Paid for by the Fuel Cell and Hydrogen Energy Association. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.